Hello team and welcome to episode 270 of the Simply Fit podcast. Today I have a very special announcement and that is that every single solo episode will now be recorded and uploaded on YouTube at the same time of release as the audio version. So if you are used to listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any of the other audio podcast platforms, you can now also watch it on video on YouTube every single week, which basically means every single episode of the Simply Fit podcast will now also be on YouTube. So if you are coming over from any of those podcast platforms over to the YouTube, drop a comment in the comment section below. Let me know you've joined us here and let me know what you think of the videos as well. And if you're going to be continuing to listen on the audio platforms or if you'll be watching on YouTube. But I'm very, very excited about this next step. And hopefully we can reach even more listeners who can take away simple and actionable advice that they can apply to their health and fitness journey. And on that note, we are diving into today's topic. So in most places around the world at this moment in time, we have now entered the thick of summer. If you are listening in New Zealand or Australia, then maybe park this episode for a few months or so, and then maybe this is going to be more relevant. But the majority of us are entering the summer months. And the reality of it is that most of us still have our health and fitness goals. Just because it's July, August, or even June doesn't mean our goals are on pause. We might have to put them on pause a little bit due to some of the things we've got going on in the summer but most of us still want to make progress on our health and fitness journey. So what I want to do today is go through my five top ways in which you can maintain your efforts on your goals, whether you're looking to drop body fat, whether you're looking to build muscle, or maybe you're looking to just maintain or you've got a sporting goal. Whatever it is, I want to give you five ways in which you can continue to progress towards those goals even during the summer months. So number one is to set a short-term goal for September or a long-term goal for the end of the year. So in reality, most of us are very, very incentivized by timeframes. Sometimes we can get a little bit lost in the timeframes, but that is another story for another day. However, if you know that you've got a certain weight goal, for example, that you want to hit by September or a certain performance goal that you want to hit by September, then you're going to have to do things every single week in order to get there. However, if you do want to hit this weight goal, but you don't really mind when you hit it, whether it's going to be October, November, December, then it's quite obvious that you're probably going to slack off a little bit. You're going to be a little bit more flexible throughout the summer, which is totally fine if you don't mind when you achieve that goal. However, if you really want to still make headway on your goals this summer, then it's super important and it can be very helpful if you've got a goal right for the end of summer. And you might have to change how much you're looking to achieve within that time frame. Maybe dropping 1% of your body weight per week was practical outside of the summer months, but right now it might be 0.5% per week. But at the end of the day, I think it's important to still have those essentially weekly requirements in order to achieve that bigger goal when it comes around to September to give you a little bit more chance of staying adherent during the summer months as well. I also think an end of year goal can be really helpful too, especially if we've just transitioned into July. Realistically, we've completed the first six months of the year. So you can reflect on those, see how well you've done. Maybe you didn't start your journey at the start of the year. Maybe you just started with health and fitness now. However, if you started at the very beginning of the year, you can review your progress, see how you got on with the first six months. I think, okay, I've got July, I've got August, September, October, November, and December. And realistically, a lot of us are going to be celebrating Christmas, etc. around December. So I might only have five real months to focus on my goals. Do I really want to lose two of these with the summer and only have like three remaining to work on my goals? Probably not. And that's why also having like an end of year goal that you can reflect on now and start mapping out can be super helpful. So if you want to stay in a little bit better shape this summer and still achieve your goals, then setting targets for September and the end of the year can be super, super helpful.
Number two is to take advantage of the weather, get more outdoor exercise done, do more exercise full stop, go play sport with your kids, with your friends, with your family, take more walks in the park, take advantage of this weather that we're experiencing. I know a lot of us right now are experiencing heat waves as I'm recording this, so be mindful of how long you're spending out in the sun, but definitely take advantage of the fact that it's so beautiful outside. And if you are listening in the UK where I come from, then it doesn't last forever as we know. So that's a big, big one here. It might be the fact that you're a little bit more flexible with your nutrition. You've got more barbecues, you've got more weddings, etc. But maybe you make up for this by going out for a lot more walks than you're typically used to. Maybe you go and do your runs outside. You go for more runs. Maybe you take up sport for just the summer. And that's a way of expending more calories so that you can actually consume more. And I think that's going to be a really nice approach for this time of the year. And I also think, and I'm going to mention this as a little bit of a side note, but I love it when people start in July, August. I think it's a superb time to start because if you're motivated now, you get started, you get into the groove of doing your steps, doing your cardio outdoors, you've started to really integrate that habit and those routines by the time you reach September, October. And if typically that's when the weather gets a little bit colder and a little bit wetter, it's a lot easier to transition into that. If you start in September and October, there are other advantages to that. And we can talk about that in another day. However, you've then got to kind of get going when the weather is starting to get a little more rainy, a little bit darker in the evenings. And it's a little bit harder to implement those routines. Whereas you've got a big advantage in the summer that's actually easier to get outdoors now. The days are longer and lighter, so take advantage of that. Number three is to opt for a weekday and weekend approach to your calories. And what I mean by this is that typically it's easier to stay on point during the week. Most of us know that. We're in our typical working routines. We are used to being on point from Monday to Friday. We've got a lot more structure in our days, got a lot more structure in our nutrition, our training and everything. And then when the weekend comes around, we are tending to be a little bit more flexible. We're attending social occasions. Most of us aren't working as well. So it lends to being a little bit more flexible and lends to being a little less structured. So what we can do is take advantage of the times of the week when we are finding it quite easy to stay on point. So from Monday to let's say Friday morning, maybe that is your time to stay super diligent on your training, on your nutrition, so that you give yourself a little bit more freedom when it comes to the weekend. And what I mean by this from a calorie perspective is let's say you typically eat 2000 calories across the board from Monday to Sunday. I'm not gonna do the exact maths here because I can't do it off the top of my head, but what you might wanna do instead is like, okay, maybe I can go down to 1750 from Monday to Friday because I don't need as many calories. Like 1750 is still a sufficient amount and I know I can be structured and I know I can be disciplined. I can stretch out the calories in my meals, etc. Then it comes to the weekend, okay? So now if I was having 2000 across the week, but I've only had 1750 up until Friday, if I do some quick maths on that, I have now got 1,250 calories I can spend on the weekend. So I can now add those typical 2,000 calories that I was gonna have remaining on the weekend to both Saturday and Sunday. And now all of a sudden I've gone from having 2,000 calories on the weekend to 2,700. And as long as I'm strategic and smart still, that might be enough to keep me in line on the weekends, but still give me that little bit of extra flexibility. Maybe I just keep my protein really high at breakfast, keep my calories a little bit lower. And then when I go and engage with the food for the rest of the day, I've almost got like 2,300, 400, whatever the number is for you, just having that little bit more on the weekend could be the difference between you keeping your calorie balance in check for the week or going over and putting yourself into a calorie surplus. Number four is to nail the basics outside of your training and your nutrition. You'd be amazed at how far you can go by keeping yourself sufficiently hydrated, managing your stress effectively, sleeping eight quality hours per night or between seven and nine, supplementing effectively, buying good quality sources of food when you are preparing your own food, training 
training and nutrition. I guess the last one is kind of included in nutrition, but not in the sense of the calories that you're consuming really, really makes a difference. Those fundamentals, having those all in place is going to make an immense, immense difference to how well you get on, irrespective of what your training and nutrition might look like compared to what it usually looks like. I would still encourage you to train. I'd still encourage you to stay active. I still encourage you to be conscious of your nutrition, but you might scale it back by let's say 20 to 30% to give yourself a little bit more flexibility in the summer. However, you make up for it by bringing up the sleep, the stress management and the hydration. And you'd be surprised at how much of that can make up for the pulling back on the training and nutrition that you're doing. Number five is to strategize ahead of time for any socials or holidays that you've got coming up. Having holidays and social occasions like weddings, barbecues, all of them, whatever you want to name, is no excuse to not being able to manage your nutrition or your training. It really just comes down to planning ahead of time. Even if you've got five, six, seven, eight socials on your agenda, or even three holidays throughout the summer, that doesn't mean you can't still make progress. You just gotta be smart about the way you plan things. And you've gotta think ahead. You'd be amazed at how much a little bit of preparation in advance can go a super, super long way when it comes to your nutrition specifically, and also your training as well. A good example of training here is I've got a wedding from Thursday to Sunday. I need to travel on Thursday morning and the wedding's from Friday to Sunday. I'm back on Sunday evening. Therefore, I need to miss out on a training session this week. It's most people's typical approach because usually I train on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, which means I miss two training sessions. Maybe if I'm lucky, I'll try and fit one in on Tuesday, but it's unlikely. So here's an alternative plan. If you know you're going away, let's make sure that you get that extra training session in. Now you look at your diary, you see what it looks like from a work perspective. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you could train. Or Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, you could train because you mentioned that you were flying on Thursday evening. So what you might want to do is set your alarm a little bit earlier for Thursday. You're going away on a quote-unquote holiday anyway. So for one week, it's not the end of the world. You could even train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It might be a big ask, but at least you can go into the weekend thinking, ah, I did everything that I needed to. Or another approach here is if you know that's coming up at advice, which, you know, if it's a wedding, I'd like to think the invitation came a lot earlier than maybe just one week before it actually happens. Then basically what you can do is say, oh, actually, I've got a quieter week beforehand, or at least I'm not away. Instead of just training on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, I'm going to do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I'm going to do five the week before so I can afford to do three after and I don't miss any of my sessions. Or you make that proactive choice retrospectively and instead you decide to do it on the next week. So you then do five across that course of the following week so you take a little bit of pressure off yourself so you only need to do three on the week that you're traveling for the wedding and then you can pick it up the next time. The only thing I'd recommend not doing is not letting them pile up, not thinking, oh, I'll do it next week and not getting around to it and then missing another and then you've got like three or four to catch up with. Really proactively make sure that you're only gonna leave a week one side or week the other side. And at the same time, something will have to give. You might have to wake up a little bit earlier and sacrifice some sleep, but at the same time, it's possible. Same goes for nutrition as well. Even if you've got five social occasions on a typical week. Maybe it's like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. You've got social occasions coming up. You probably only have that for one meal per day, typically. If it's a wedding, yes, it's a little bit different, but typically it's only going to be that one social occasion. So as long as you can manage your nutrition before and after, then realistically, you have every ability to stay on track. It ultimately just comes down to making a decision in advance, being strategic, choosing wisely,
wisely and following through on your commitments. And if you can do that, you can stick to your goals and you can ultimately stay in shape. You can still build muscle. You can still burn body fat throughout summer. It really comes down to the decision you want to make and whether you are truly aligned with hitting these goals. And if you set those September goals, if you set those end of year goals, then you need to do what's required in order to get there. And if you find that you're not, then maybe you do need to adjust your goals and accept that now might not be the time to push really hard. And that's completely okay as long as you make that decision in advance and you don't kind of live in conflict between the two. Like you can have a very enjoyable summer whilst aligning with the goals that you've got for your health and fitness. And you can also have a very enjoyable summer by forgetting health and fitness. Like, or you can be have a very enjoyable summer by going super strict on your fitness. It really just comes down to your mindset and what you want to achieve. So that is everything from me team. I hope that that was helpful and I hope that helps you towards continuing to make progress on your health and fitness throughout the summer months. So if you joined me on YouTube today, thank you so much. Don't forget to click the thumbs up button and let me know what you thought. And also if you're listening on an audio platform, thank you so much for being here continuously. Wherever you listen, the most important thing is that you do listen and you take value away from these episodes. So let me know what you think. Have an amazing week ahead. Take care team. And I'll speak to you very, very soon. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.